Welcome to Stirring Words, where health and fitness experts Kim Taylor and Judy Ulrey explore God's wisdom on wellness. Listen in now on their weekly phone conversation. Miss Kimberly, Judy, there's a man on my roof. Uh, Ooh, is he single and cute? <laughs> Get his phone number for me, would you? <laughs> You did. You you said it, girl. (laughs) But anyway, it's great to hear hear from you. I just it's just amazing how things happen that you don't expect. But we've been having a leak in our roof, so now we've got the roofer up on there. So I hope that we don't hear the sound of noise of um, hammering in the background, though. But I think we'll we'll be good. I think it's a little rat-a-tat-tat, right? Yes, indeed, indeed. And it is a blessing to get this get this repaired. So God is good. Yes, he is. And let's, before we get started, talk to him for a minute and invite him to lead us in our next several minutes, shall we? Yes, we shall. Gracious Father, thank you that there is a man on Kim's roof, <laughs> that he is repairing that. That is your grace. You know, when we as your children are cared for, we just look at it as your grace. So thank you for that. Thank you for this time that you give Kim and I every week to speak about you. It is a privilege. Thank you for the technology that allows us to do this. Thank you, Lord, that we can get our strength from you. Thank you, Lord, that there are so many ways we can build our spiritual muscles, whether that be by obeying you, by going into the word, by prayer. There's so many different things that build our spiritual muscle. And that too is an indication of your goodness for you give us lots of ways to get stronger in our spirit. And for that, we thank you. We come before you in the next several moments and just pray that you would guide Kim and I in our conversation, that the Holy Spirit would speak anything that we have not thought of. And if we have a plan that isn't according to your will, just move us in your direction because this time is for your glory and in your name. And that's how we come to you in prayer. Grateful. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, over the last several sessions, we have been talking about getting stronger, not only in body, but also in spirit. And it is so important that we are focusing on getting stronger because we know that there are many challenges that we face in life. But with our strength, we are able to bear under them all. And Judy has been leading us in those powerful sessions. In the previous session, we were talking about getting stronger in prayer. So I'm going to start real quick by just talking about what our series focus passage is. And the focus passage for the whole series, Getting Stronger, is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through 21. And this is Paul's prayer. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, 
that according to the riches of his glory, that he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I'm going to skip down to verse 20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And we do know that God is able to do far more abundantly than we ask or think. And there is no challenge that we face that we cannot bear up under because our Lord gives us power to be able to face it. And today, our session is still, we're still in the Getting Stronger series, but our session today is entitled Claiming Your Identity in God. And this is the memory verse that I'm going to put out to you and just ask that you read it and that you meditate on it and that you commit it to heart because this is going to come into play as we talk about claiming your identity in God. And it's Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5 through 6. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise and glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. And I want you to pause and think about those last four words, accepted in the beloved. Because so many of us have experienced rejection in our past. And so as a result, it's almost like we have an orphan spirit, like we feel like we don't belong. But right here in this verse, in Ephesians 1, 5 through 6, we learn that God chose us, predestined us to adoption. And it was according to his will, the good pleasure of his will. It wasn't anything that, that we did, that we were so good that he decided to do that. But it says right here, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. So if anyone rejects you or if you're still replaying scenes from your past of rejection, then I want this verse to become yours. And you tell yourself that you are accepted in the beloved. Now, you may ask, how does claiming your identity in God through Jesus helps us to get stronger? And I always say, just, just look around. We live in a world that is unstable. We have political unrest. We have injustice. We have plagues. We have war. We have all of these unpredictable weather events. We have financial crises. All of these things can conspire to shake us up when our hope is in anything or anyone in the world because the world is subject to change and everything in this world is temporary. But I want us to heed this, and this is also one reason why we want to be sure that we get stronger in spirit and in body because in body that helps us to be able to have energy and vitality, strength, all the things that we encounter physically. But then we also, again, want to be sure that we're stronger spiritually as well. And this is a warning that we get in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. 
And I want you to listen and pay attention, and I pray that the Holy Spirit open up your spiritual eyes so that you can see how important this warning is. Because we believe that we are in the last days. You see it all around us. So we want to be sure that we're ready when the Lord returns. This is the scripture. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Notice that it says that Jesus Christ is returning, but it said he will not come unless the falling away comes first, which means that there are going to be several people. There are going to be people who name the name of Christ, but they are going to become uprooted. And we certainly do not want that to be our testimony. That is one reason why Judy and I exhort you week after week concerning the word of God so that you be rooted and grounded in this word so that no matter what things happen to you in this world, that you will not be shaken, that you will not fall away. So as believers in Jesus, Jesus, it is critical that we establish our hope in that which is not shaken. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is our rock, and when we put our trust in him, we will not be shaken, nor will we fall away. And Judy, I know these are some heavy things to introduce in this session, but that's why it's so important. And we want everyone to finish well in the Lord and not fall away. So, Sister, I'm just curious, did anything resonate with you, or do you have any thoughts about the things that I previously shared? Well, absolutely. And before I share those, I would simply interject that we don't want to fall away. We don't want to be shaken. We won't, don't want to be troubled or shaken in mind, as Second Thessalonians says. Why? Because we want to be people of faith. But... Yes. In addition, isn't it, Kim, that when we are shaken, when we're full of angst, when we're full of doubt, when we're nervous, Nelly, when we're feeling anxiety, aren't those the times when we tend to eat our way through it, hunker down and knock it out and exercise and feel lighthearted because we're out exercising and we're full of verve? No, we're hunkered down in fear and you know, eating our cookies. I just mm. feel like it is so easy to go from anxiety and angst and shaken in mind to shaken in our physical commitments. Mm -hmm. And I remember just last winter, our pastor was talking about, he really exhorted us as a congregation because he was saying that he was getting 20 calls a week from his flock, people in our congregation who were panicked 
I mean, whether it was politics or COVID or international crisis, he's getting these panic calls. And yes, there's much to, to shake our foundation, but God, but our focus isn't on that storm. Our focus is on God. And I have really been holding on to Hebrews 6, 18 and 19 lately. And it starts out where it reminds us that God told Abraham, God said, I surely I will bless you and multiply you. So it just starts with that reminder of that event where God told Abraham he was going to actually build a kingdom through him. But then when you get to the latter part of that passage, it given God's trustworthiness, given he told Abraham that and it happened. So given God's trustworthiness, verse 19, hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. Don't you love that? An anchor mm -hmm. of the soul. So we're not going to be whipping around like, the, like everybody else who's all crazy making because of all the chaos in the world. We have an anchor of the soul. Then I love words. And so I looked up sure and steadfast. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor, as a certain, as a definite, as an unquestionable, indisputable, undeniable anchor. Mm -hmm. I mean, get that? This isn't uh -huh. a maybe. And steadfast. I love that word. And, you know, you, we don't use that word. Um, and I have a philosophy as to why. But steadfast means firm, fixed. Stable, faithful, dependable, reliable, unfaltering, unwavering. So one of the things I'd love our listeners to do is look up sure and steadfast, those synonyms, and then mix and match them. We have this as a definite and dependable anchor of the soul, as an indisputable, unwavering anchor of the soul. I love that. So mm -hmm. Hebrews 6, 18 to 19. And, and to your point, we, we will get stronger as we claim our identity in God that gives us a sure and steadfast anchor in our lives. Amen. Amen. Well said, sister. Well said. And again, that's one thing I, I teach our TBYT members is that the very first step, even before we get into diet and exercise, or eating rather, and exercise, before we even get into that, we address the spiritual foundation of anchoring yourself in God and renewing your mind according to the Word of God. Because just like you said, for years, that was my go-to when I was anxious or worried or depressed was to go to food or go to eating. That was way, the way I tried to make myself steady, but, of course, that didn't work because anything of the world, because it's subject to change, is not something that we want can hold on to. You know, and I thought about how David in the psalm, he said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. 
And that's one of my favorite scriptures. And that is what we're doing here in these Getting Stronger sessions. So, Judy, I'm going to talk to you, and I said this to you, actually, because this is something, these questions are things that a lot of people think about, maybe subconsciously, but don't necessarily verbalize them. And I call these the five questions of the human heart. And I really believe that to strengthen our identity in Christ, to claim our identity in Christ, it's helpful to answer these five questions of the human heart. And like I mentioned, most people don't consider them, though they have these questions deep down. And these are deep questions. And truthfully, I got most of these questions from the late Christian apologist, Ravi Zacharias. And, Sister, I sent these questions to you, but I'm going to ask you to read these questions because these are questions that the world can't answer or or else they answer them in error. And what we're going to cover after we review the questions are we're going to look at the Word of God and what the actual answers are. So, Sister, will you read the questions, and then we'll talk about them after that. Absolutely. These are profound questions. and. I would encourage our listeners as we go through them to not only sort of meditate on the questions themselves, but then go to, and given the answer to that question, how does that impact my daily choices? Mm -hmm. So question one is the origin, our origins. Where did I come from? Identity. Who am I? Purpose. Why am I here? Morality. How should I live? And destiny. Where am I going? Those are some big questions, sis. Yeah, they're deep questions. That's that's a little bigger than what do you want on your pizza? (laughs) But life is more than that. Life is so much more than that. It's not about what's going to be good for me right now, but it's what's going to be good for me um, not only today, but tomorrow. How is this going to impact my life overall and my ability to fulfill my purpose in the Lord? Those are some deep things to think about. So I thought about those questions, and I started seeking the scriptures. And what I'm going to challenge our listeners to do is, the questions are going to come up again, so jot down the questions, and then also the reference scriptures, so you can your so that you can review them yourself, and then seek the Lord as to the meaning and how it applies to your life, and the role that your health and your fitness plays in the quality of your life, and your ability to serve, and your ability to minister to others, because it's so much more, we know our life is so much more beyond what's good for me, but it's also what's good for others as well, because we want to glorify the Lord in our daily choices and in our actions. So here are the questions again, and then with the answers. First question was origin. Where did I come from? And the answer, and contrary to what man teaches, we did not just evolve, because even that explanation still doesn't answer the question of where did I come from. It just says we evolved from something that was already here. Well, where did that come from? But we know that Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 26 and 28 
We know that that is the answer. It says that God created us in his image and according to his likeness. So we are created beings. And that is something that is so important because the way the world describes it, that we evolve from animals, then it almost gives people permission to act any old kind of way, to act animalistic, to act selfishly, to act as if it, the life is, is life or death, all about my survival. But see, God created us in his image and according to his likeness. We are standard bearers. We live according to a standard, which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So that is important that you know where you came from. So second question. The second question is, who am I? It's a question of identity. Who am I? And many people allow the things of this world to define them. They allow the words that maybe even their parents or some authority figure said about them years ago. And they're still living according to that old identity. But we read it in Ephesians earlier. And this is the statement that I like to say for myself when, when I have that question, who am I? The answer is, I am a child of God through my Savior, Jesus Christ, and I am accepted in the beloved. I love that. We call the gospel the good news, and we don't call it the good news for nothing because it's full of good news. And the reference scriptures that I want you to study are 1 John chapter 3, 1 through 3, and Ephesians 1, 6. And as an aside, I also have an article on TakeBackYourTemple.com entitled, Who I Am in Christ. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and put a link to that article on our podcast resource page so that you will be able to find that as well. Because I think it's so important that we are not defined by the things of this world, that we are who God says that we are. So, Judy, I am just curious, what are your thoughts about the origin and questions of, of identity? Does that resonate with you? Is there anything in that that you've considered deep down in your heart? What has the Lord been speaking to you concerning these two things? You know, Kim, the verse that you shared with us early on, Ephesians 1, 5, and 6, has always rocked my world. I mean, since I've, I've had an awareness of it, because... It states, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. That blows my mind, Kim. To be chosen, to be adopted by God Almighty, paid by Jesus' own sacrifice, it, it literally crumbles me to my knees in gratitude. Because as you and I have discussed more than one time, those of us who didn't have a great earthly father are, are elated at the prospect of being adopted by our heavenly father. So when you talk about who am I, what is my identity, I am an adopted daughter of God Almighty. I mean, that changes everything. That just changes the background, the foundation, right? Right. From I'm a nobody to I am an 
I was chosen. I was chosen by God Almighty. So thank you for that Ephesians 1, 5 to 6. I love that passage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Judy, these final three, I think, are so important because I believe that they hit at the heart of the reason why we want to live strong, healthy lives. And these are questions of purpose, morality, and destiny. So number three was purpose. Why am I here? And this is the statement that I came up with, the answer that I came up with for myself, and it's based on what the Word says. I am here to know God in my day-to-day experience, to glorify God, to reflect His character to others, and to share my faith. And let's face it, some of the habits that we have concerning eating and exercise, oftentimes we're just thinking about ourselves and our own gratification. But if we know that we are here for a particular purpose, then we have that mindset like an athlete or like a soldier who doesn't have time to mess around. They want to be prepared for the day in which they will have to show up for that event, show up for on the battlefield, whatever it is. And I believe that if we have that same mindset, then we're able to endure the challenges that we face. We're able to make the sacrifices that are necessary in order to fulfill our purpose. And I'm going to read a couple of the scriptures that I jotted down. And again, that was John 17:3, John 15:8, and Matthew 28:19 through 20. And let me just go ahead and read this. And I'll read actually John 15:8, where it says, "By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit." So you will be my disciples. And we know that one of the spiritual fruits that the Lord is talking about here, and that's in the book of Galatians, is talking about self-control is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So whenever we face challenges or decide that we're going to start, let's say, an exercise strengthening program, and we say to ourselves, Lord, I don't feel like it on this. I just don't feel like it. We're... Be be honest with God and say, Lord, I don't feel like doing this. But by your strength, I know that I can. Strengthen me, Lord, to be able to do this, to take care of this body, which is your temple. So it says, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. And then we know the Great Commission. It's Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 through 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Look at this. When we talk about this scripture, these are action words in here. Go. Make, baptize, teach. And we need to be strong. We need to be energetic to be able to go out and make a difference in our world, the people with whom we have influence, that God has placed in our path. And our health plays a big role in that. So we want to be sure that we're strong and healthy to be able to fulfill our purpose. Very important. And then this is the next question. Number four, morality. 
how should I live? And see, my answer to that question, it is, as a disciple of Christ, I abide, which is live, we talked about this, live not a passing visit in God's word. The Holy Spirit who lives in me gives me wisdom and strength to abide in God's word daily. And the reference scripture for that is John chapter 8, verse 31 through 32, and John chapter 16, verse 13. We want to be sure that we are living according to the word, because if we're out there naming the name of Jesus Christ, then people are watching us. Unfortunately, sometimes they are looking for signs that we are hypocrites. And we never want that to be our testimony because if we name the name of Christ as his disciples, our role is to follow the good shepherd and do what is pleasing unto him. That is the question. How should I live? We want to be sure that we are living according to the word of God. And then this last question. That's destiny. Where am I going? Well, we're not here. This is this life is not the end. Someday we will change addresses, which is what I like to think of it as when we go into heaven, when we exit this body, when we die and leave this body behind, we have a heavenly home waiting for us. And this is the statement I say, when I leave this earth, I will be welcomed into my heavenly home and spend eternity with the Lord. And that is John chapter 14, verse 2 through 3. So again, we want to live lives that are meaningful, lives that are here not just not to indulge our flesh, but to follow the spirit. And so with our eat, with our eating, with our exercise, those are things that challenge us. But they're good challenges because that is our opportunity to experience God's strength in the midst of our weaknesses. So, Judy, I need your comments here, girl. Well, I love what you said under the purpose. Why am I here? And you talked about the Great Commission. And you reminded us of the action verbs. Go, make, teach. I'm going to challenge our listeners once again, because I've done this more than one time, but I'm going to do it again. And that is to, if you are learning anything by listening to Stirring Words, or reading any of the materials that Kim and I have offered, share it, go, make, teach. Because we're really not promoting fitness. We're doing evangelism. We're saying you must surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit. And, oh, by the way, when you do, he'll handle those idols that you have of your heart, whether it's sugar or being comfortable or whatever that is. So I love that in the context of purpose. Why am I here? There, I, I'm not going to go into it because of time, but there's a program in Northern California that's really for rehab for drug users, and they, ha- they call it Each One Teach One, where literally a guy comes in off the street and he learns to set the table, where, set the silverware correctly. And then the next day, He teaches someone to set the silverware correctly, and he is taught to do something else. 
if any of our listeners, any of you guys out there hearing this right now, if you're slowly starting to get it, if you're, if you're grasping God's word, go, make, teach, share what you're learning with someone else. And then you transitioned into morality. How should I live? And as you begin to live differently, you become a story to give God glory. People do see your, your physical transformation and they go, oh, what happened? Did you do a diet? And you go, no, God changed my heart. Mm-hmm. And that goes right into go make teach, share with your small group, with your church, with your neighbor, whoever it is, share what you're learning with someone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it takes energy to be able to do that. It takes strength to be able to go out and fulfill those action words. So I'm, I've got a final call to action, actually. And I want you to ask yourself this, this question. Have I been allowing the cares of this world to shake me up? And as I mentioned, I challenge you to review the questions that we talked about. I hope you jotted them down, but if not, then you can always go back and listen to this episode again and catch them. And the scriptures mentioned as well. So I think that if you take one question and the associated scriptures each day, just take them to the Lord in prayer and ask him to illuminate the meaning and that it sink into your heart and your mind so that you'll never fall away. And this actually goes along with what Judy talked about previously in how we can get stronger in prayer. So these are other matters that you can take to the Lord in prayer that will also strengthen your prayer life. My final exhortation to you is to let us continue to establish our identity in the rock, who is Christ. And we know that with the Lord on our side, if we're rooted and grounded in the Lord, we will not be shaken by the things of this world. So, Judy, do you have any final comments? Because if not, then I will go ahead and close us up in prayer. Yes, let me just throw in one final comment, and that is, as anybody who's been listening to this series knows, we have been discussing the simpatico between spiritual strength and physical strength, and we are challenging you to get stronger in both. And so as you meditate on these verses that Kim has given us, getting stronger spiritually by claiming your identity in God, I want you to also focus on getting stronger physically. And the first couple of sessions in this series, we talked about strengthening your heart. Then the next couple of sessions, we talked about strengthening our core, which is our abs, bum, hips, the center of our strength and balance. And this week, we're going to talk about strengthening your arms or your your entire upper body, your shoulders, your arms. And this is the big reveal. Remember last week, Kim, when we started our call and you said, so what are you doing? And I said, I can't tell you. It's a secret. (laughs) Well, it's not a secret anymore because (laughs) today we are unveiling, drum roll please, dancing with dumbbells. 
wildly so go to holyhealthclub.com go to the videos it'll be in the exercise section but we're also going to have it probably sort of on the front page because I'm so excited about it I can't stand it myself and um, there are actually two videos one is, is describing what is dancing with dumbbells and it's super fun and then the second one gives you some instruction on some exercises that you can do while you're dancing like specific rather than just being you know, crazy woman out there, you, you literally, there are some specific moves that you can do so that you have a more balanced workout, but it's predominantly, as you can imagine, upper body. So this would be the week to reveal that. So holyhealthclub.com, Dancing with Dumbbells, cannot wait to get your uh, feedback on that. So always email me with enthusiastic reviews on Dancing with Dumbbells at Judy, J-U-D-I, holyhealthclub.com because I'm super excited. Wait till you see. Wait till you see. Like the logo, <laughs> like just telling you. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That is so awesome. I love that because I like to dance anyway. And um, that is such a wonderful way to not only strengthen your heart, but strengthen your arms as well. So I, I'm just Thankful to the Lord for your creativity with dancing with dumbbells. So please take Judy up on that, and and you'll get stronger, and you'll just feel happy. <laughs> I know you feel the energy coming off of my sister there. Um, That's right. But, uh, like you yes, can't be grumpy is. and dance with dumbbells. I'm just saying, if you're ready for to real. punch somebody in the nose. Go dance with dumbbells. You'll get over All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Lord. I'm going to go ahead and close us out with prayer. Lord, I just love feasting on your word and and just knowing and meditating on the goodness of the Lord and think about the good news of the gospel, which is that we are no longer bound by that old identity in which we were dead in sin. But now we are alive in Christ, and we are accepted in the Beloved. And also, Lord, we're grateful that we're not just hanging out on this planet, but we have been given a purpose to fulfill in you. We have a Savior, a good shepherd in Jesus Christ, and our desire is to follow him all the days of our lives. And we desire also to let your word be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. We trust in you with all of our heart and we don't lean to our own understanding. We acknowledge you in all of our ways and confidence that you will direct our path. So continue to direct Judy, continue to direct me, continue to direct all of our listeners because we desire to live lives that glorify you in every single area, to glorify you in mind and body and spirit so that our lives are a living witness to the power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to transform lives. We want to have a story, as my sister often says, a story for God's glory. And we're thankful, Lord, for the opportunity that you have given to us to do that. We thank you that you chose us for good works before the foundation of the world. And you don't just send us out into the world and say, well, kids, you're on your own. But you have chosen 
to use our bodies as your temples. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father, that our bodies are indeed your temple. And as such, we will treat them with honor and we will treat them with respect and appreciation for the gift that you have given to us to manage. So, Lord, continue to be glorified in our lives. When our listeners go out and and they read the Who I Am in Christ list and they also dance with dumbbells this week, that they will rediscover the joy of the Lord and the good news of the gospel so that they go out and share with others, fellow believers, but also those who do not know Jesus for the pardoning of their sins. Because that is the main thing that we desire to do, Lord, is to go out and to make disciples, to baptize, to teach Thank you so much, Lord. You are a good God, and we worship you, and we adore you, and thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, sister. Well, girl, we got another one, another session of stirring words, and I am feeling stirred up, and I'm ready to go out there and take on the world. I hope our listeners are, too. Well, I'm ready to go through those verses that you gave us, so thank you for that. And I think that's a great idea to do one a day for a week and really chew on just one at a time. So good job. Well, thank you so much, and I just give all praise to our Lord and know that he is always with us and gives us exactly the right words that we need at the right time. So, sister, I will talk to you next week. God bless you. Love you. Love you big. See you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Stirring Words. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a session. And please tell your friends about us. If you'd like to dig deeper into this week's message, you can reach Kim at TakeBackYourTemple.com and Judy at HolyHealthClub.com. Until next week. May you be stirred by God's transformative word.